This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We're very glad to have you with us today. And and Andy, I can see that smile on your face. You're excited to be here. And so we've got a, we've got a great show for you today. We're uh, we're excited about it. We're excited where God's going to take us today because we kind of don't really know for sure, to be quite honest. Uh, we've talked about a lot of things around this topic, and kind of the cool thing that uh, if you're not part of this show, you know, setting in on it, we 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 discuss the show. We send clips throughout the week with each other. We we talk about it. Sometimes there's bullet points going back and forth. And then we talk before the show, before we come in the studio. And then God kind of takes it where he takes it. You know, and so it's part of the adventure that we get to walk with him and kind of see where we uh, we land this ship today. But we're going to continue <laughs> the topics from the last couple of weeks. Now, who can tell me the topics from the last two weeks? Well, one of them was how God sees us. That's one of them. And how God we see God. How we see God. So what would be the follow-up to that? Now, Rodney, this is your topic today. You're the one that kind of threw this out here. So what's a follow-up to those those two things? How do we see ourselves? Right. So how do we see ourselves? And, and I think part of the question that we talked about you know, before we came in was, is there a difference in how we see ourselves pre-Christ or post-Christ? And the answer could be yes and no. Yes, absolutely. So there's a wide range of things that were in the old nature that we have never really shaken off and things that have developed in our new nature that we were there before, but we have developed them to a greater level, hopefully. Yeah. Paul writes about the old man, you know, that you, you have to kill off self, right? And so we accept Christ in our lives and we do become new creations in Christ, but we're new creations with old habits. We're, we're new creations with old ways of handling things. We're old create. We're new creations with... Maybe the same anger control issues. And some of us, some of us do feel like old creations. And some of us are old creations, but we're still new relative to you know God and so, eternity and eternity. So um, pre Christ, you know, what's some of the things that maybe you struggled with or you've seen other people struggle with, you know, from the outside kind of looking in. So, I guess probably my thing was just uh, low self esteem. Um, back in the day, I can remember my dad getting so aggravated at me. It was like back in Pop Warner football. Um, I come across the field at this homecoming thing, and I'm escorting this girl, and my head's down. He's like, "Why do you always walk with your head down?" He stayed on me about, and I lived a big part of my life. I mean, I had friends. I was, I mean, I would consider myself fairly popular or whatever with in the school i mean i was an athlete but there was still an insufficiency there just uh, just wasn't confident and i can tell you that you know i guess probably the biggest change is when i started going to the boot camps heard the identity message on identity the new name and really sonship it changed everything for me so you know just that it's like you know, I see myself differently i see myself much more of a child of god i'd walked with a god but i hadn't really seen myself as a child of God to the degree that I had. So that's probably mine. 
Yeah, and I've I've I personally, you know, struggled with self-esteem issues. I've had some good <coughs> friends that if they were here they would be okay with me sharing the story that that struggled on the other side. You know, that wasn't, you know, they 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 were full of esteem or whatever you would say. You know, very much did not need God. You know, why do why do I need God? I can do everything on my own. Kind of thing. And so you have that end of the equation as well. Guys, and that's sort of the end of the equation I was on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I think of it more as age than being before Christ. I always believed in God, but early on in my life, I was, I actually would say something as cocky as, you know, I'd just go directly to God and cut out the middleman, yeah. Jesus. I mean, that was, so I know I was not saved at that point. Now, I didn't then. Like, I'd be asked, you know, are, you know, have you, been born again or are you lost i'd say well i you know i've never been lost i've always been his but in that i was cocky and i had far more um i mean well like most 18 year olds i knew it all i was ready to take on the world and i had all the equipment i needed and god was my backup plan and i lived that well way until i fell on my face enough in my 30s and early 40s to figure out, well, maybe I don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good thing about God. Uh, when God enters in, right, we still battle the same things we battled, you know, and he knows that, but he doesn't leave us there. Right, and so I want to go to our first clip, which is one that you picked, Rodney, if you want to talk a little bit about this clip and set it up. Uh, but uh, we're going to visit Piglet at his party. So uh, this one particularly is they're trying to lift Piglet up. Piglet, you know, of course, sees himself as pretty low. So they have a party, and there's a bunch of pictures in there that they all have all over the Piglet's place. And they he goes in, he sees all these pictures, and they now he sees himself how others see him, and that's their way of showing Piglet that he is much more than what he realizes. Deep in the hundred-acre wood, Christopher Robin and his friends have had many wonderful adventures. Come now, and I'll show you one. One day, Pooh and the others decided to show Piglet what an exceptionally good friend he was. So, they presented him with a very special surprise. Piglet, we realize you are a hero. Oh, I've never done anything great. Well, of course you have. Let's tell him, everyone. No, let's show him. Here we are. Go on. Look inside. Oh, is that me? That's you. I'm so big. Uh, you're double XL. <laughs> if it weren't for you, Piglet, uh, I wouldn't be friends with Rue. Yeah, yeah, and, and thanks for saving me with the North Pole. Oh. Piglet, Pooh Corner's not a bad place to live. I'd say this calls for a celebration. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! Come on, chase me. Better than that. Oh, 
nothing, everyone. Oh, um, uh, um, oh, dear. Good one, Piglet. That's funny. It's carrot cake. <laughs> oh, rabbit, you're a nut. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> delicious. <laughs> Where's Pooh? This is a hero party, Piglet. <laughs> because you are a hero. Thank you. Pooh. On that day, Piglet learned that even though he was quite small, to his friends he had made a very big impression, and that was certainly worth celebrating. That was a long party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does drag on a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, no, but it does make you want to jump up and run around and hug everybody in the room, though, Ooh, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you're a little bit further away. But yeah, no, but it makes a, it illustrates the point that we're talking about that you know that 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 power of community is really part of what God uses, right, to help us see ourselves more clearly. You know, we talk about it, but you know, from time to time, but we do that with each other all the time. You know, that we spend enough time with each other, we get to learn more and more about the baggage that we carry, you know, the, the perceptions that we've had, the self-perceptions that we've had, you know, and, and sometimes it does take that friend stepping in. And you know, in, introspection is great, but many things we won't see until somebody points them out to us. Right, yeah, and community of friends is even more powerful than the single friend, right? Because you just keep building on that community and you can share more and more. And the more you can share with others, that's what the church is all about. It's there to be a fellowship in Christ with each other and be able to point out, okay, you have low self-esteem. You're more than that. Hey, you're a little proud, prideful. Okay, you're not quite that much. You know, we're, we're meant to, you know, make sure that we are all level-headed and we are going the good right direction with our lives and not too high not too low and, and i'm sure there are a lot of churches that are able to do that you know a lot of times they're able to do that with small groups and things of that yeah. nature you know but that really is the design of what the church was, was meant to be was to be that support factor to be that that uh, ambassador you know to help you through those times yeah, absolutely. I mean, the New Testament, how many times is one another mentioned? You know, you want another enough people with people. They're going to help you, like uh, Rodney said, they're going to help you keep you honest and and not, and I don't like that word accountable, but, you know, walking in the, in the, in the way, in the way of the way of the word, but also to encourage you and, and point out things. It talks about Barnabas as the encourager. He was there to to really build up people in that had been beaten down or didn't see themselves where the, who they were, the proper they didn't see themselves a proper way in Christ. So. Right. The, the thing that and and this is a soapbox that I get on, mm-hmm. and I'll go ahead and just throw it out there. But the soapbox that I get on, as far as we have to move past the whole philosophy of being a sinner saved by grace. Yeah. That that's not Jim. You say it well. I do. <laughs> well. We are sinners saved by grace, but we're so much more than that. Right. That's just the starting place. And I don't know what I said earlier. You said, you said, <laughs> you said we're not just oh, yeah, sinners yeah. saved by grace. Yeah. But it, just. It, which is exactly what the point is. Yeah. Just the, That is a true statement. Right. We are sinners saved by the grace of God, but he died for so much more. Right. Yeah, to give us heart, to fulfill the purpose for us, which is to be in his kingdom and be rulers in his kingdom. Right. And, and, and to rule well while we're here. Right. 
right? To, you know, to Primarily learn. over ourselves, but there yeah, sometimes others are put in our kingdom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I mean, to, to love one another well, right. you know, to, to, to really learn from him how to love the heart of a woman, to learn from him how to best love your kids, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the, and, the problem and to that, learn how to love to love the jerk that cuts you off in traffic, right? Or the I mean, jerk there, you see in the mirror. There is no one that slip out. <laughs> yeah, that's the toughest one for me. But. Yeah, the jerk you see in the mirror is the hardest one to, <laughs> to really love. But that's part of that journey too. Is God helping you see? As Piglet had to find out, there's much more to all of us than what we've been told. And so as we come back, we're going to listen to Shrek and we're going to listen to Maximus. There's some great clips coming up. We have a boot camp coming up and it's coming up November 7th through 10th. So go to masculinejourneyradio.org to register now. We'd love to see you then. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. Coming November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. On the day I was born, the nurses all gathered round. And they gazed in wide wonder at the joy they had found. The head nurse spoke up, said, Leave this one alone. She could tell right away that I was bad to the bone. Now, Andy, that's your story, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you picked that yeah, one. I did. I did. No, I was I couldn't find anything. <laughs> and I was like, we do carry that uh, that that just that bad feeling, or we've been bad, or whatever. But really, that's not the context. That's in the in the songs, obviously, bad in a good context. Absolutely. for somebody that's yeah. really cool. But we do. We sometimes feel like we are bad to the bone. I think I followed that guy on the highway the other day. <laughs> I know that sounds judgmental, but I'm pretty sure it was. No. <laughs> Now, Jim, when we left, we talked about, you know, a little bit, as we mentioned on the way out, sometimes the hardest one to love is the one in the mirror. Is ourselves, absolutely. And I use that word, I'm trying not to as much. (laughs) Uh, And one of the things in my life has been that most people think of me as a great guy. Uh, Present company excluded, of course, (laughs) because you know me better, but... I know how despicable I can be and how hateful I can feel. It doesn't often bubble out, but and that is a good thing, but there's, there are thoughts that I need to take captive still mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And so I see my failures in that and think less of myself than, than my father does, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's all, you know, the enemy... It's the same old story. He tries to get us to isolate, yep. right? You know, whether it's 
through what you're sharing, and I, I battle a lot of those same feelings along the way, is, you know, I, I, there's times I feel so much like a hypocrite, you know, because I think people sometimes see me differently than what I know who I am, right? But, you know, some of that, yeah, there's truth. God needs to do some work there. But there's also a whole lot of the enemy in there whispering along the way. Mm-hmm. And his whole goal is to isolate and to get us out of that community to where we can live with people that will speak truth, truthful mm-hmm. to us, that will share their love with us, good and bad, you know, tell us things we want to hear and things we don't want to hear. And we'll do the party. Because just the other day, a uh, pastor said to me that you really hold things together here. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that was tremendous and and making me feel like i was doing something worthwhile and i think sometimes others see us more accurately than we see ourselves i would agree with that as well yeah yeah well because we we know the thoughts that we have we know the um we've got the enemy there Mm -hmm. you know whispering in the ear and i want to go to a clip because we have a a a hero here Mm -hmm. that actually is battling the opposite side of that Yep. Right. But he's he's also feeling the need to isolate. He did. Yeah. When you mentioned isolation, I thought of this. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shrek. What we gonna do when we get out of swamp anyway? Uh, our swamp? You know, when we threw rescuing the princess and all that stuff. We? Donkey. There's no we. There's no our. Yeah. There's just me and my swamp. And the first thing I'm gonna do is build a ten foot wall around my land. You cut me deep, Shrek. You cut me real deep just now. You know what I think? I think this whole wall thing is just a way to keep somebody out. No. Do you think? (laughs) Are you hiding something? Never mind, donkey. Oh, this is another one of those onion things, isn't it? No, this is one of those drop it and leave it alone things. Well, why don't you want to talk about it? Why do you want to talk about it? <laughs> why are you blocking? I'm not blocking. Oh, yes, you are. Donkey, I'm warning you. Who are you trying to keep out? Just tell me that, Shrek. Who? Everyone, okay? Oh, now we're getting somewhere. Oh, for the love of Pete. Hey, what's your problem, Shrek? What you got against the whole world anyway? Huh? Look, I'm not the one with the problem, okay? It's the world that seems to have a problem with me. People take one look at me and go, Ah, help, run! A big, stupid, ugly ogre. They judge me before they even know me. That's why I'm better off alone. You know, and that's what ends up happening is the enemy tries to get that whole isolation. You know, and what I really love about the story about Shrek, as much as he tries to isolate, the more people get involved in the story. Particularly Donkey. He will not let you isolate. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't get the clue very quickly. Yeah. I'm making flapjacks. Anyway. They, uh... <laughs> Andy, you had some thoughts on that? Well, yeah. it was, And that, that is where we go. We, um, it does take a community to help us see whether it's a single friend or a group of friends to see us really who we are and that we're beyond it. I mean, he wanted to go to that isolation, that point of like nobody, you know, wants to deal with an ogre or whatever, but the donkey saw, you know, more in him. And he was like, he was offended that he was going to, you know, isolate from him. So I think we've all been there and done that. I've had some dark times where that's kind of where I wanted to be is just isolated a man on an island. Yeah. Just pushing pushing the world out and just handling it on my own, you know. Yeah, it's build up those walls. Right. Yeah, and that's what the difference is, I think, that when we accept Christ, 
as our Savior and we become a new creation is he won't let us stay there. He won't let us he won't let us stay wherever that is. Whatever there is, he won't let us isolate. So for Shrek, he keeps sending donkeys. I was gonna say he'll give us a donkey. He'll give us yeah. a donkey, exactly, right? <laughs> he gives us our own version of donkey. Or, you know, if it's the opposite, you know, he may take some things away and humble us along the way because he loves us so much, he wants to get us to that place where we are exactly how he's always seen us. Yeah, that's I was just battling something a couple of weeks ago where I'm like now that I've been in the masculine journey and understand things a little bit better. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's an agreement. I know it's agreement. I don't care. I agree with it. And I'm, I'm not going to disown this agreement. And fine, I don't care. I was just being obstinate as I could be. And about two days later, it just kind of slowly started working its way back out. And I'm like, okay, I'm not there anymore. Thank you, Lord, for getting me out of that mm-hmm. mess and getting me out of that situation. I break that agreement. And it was, it was it was hard, but you had to go through that. So, thank you, Rodney. That brings me to the question I'd asked a little bit earlier before the show. Rodney just gave us an example of a time where God wouldn't leave him there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he just mm-hmm. kept working on him, kept helping him see truth, mm-hmm. and then he was able to break that agreement. You know, for you guys, what sometimes it may come to mind when God refused to let you stay in a place that you just wanted to stay? You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm a pig, and I know it's mud, but it's my mud. You know, and I'm going to stay at it, right? Mm-hmm. Probably mine was when I started coming to the boot camps. The first couple of years, I would come and absorb everything I could, but I still had no community. Still was very isolated. Still kind of caught up in addictions and and just really wasn't um, fully sold out. My heart was drawn to that, but I was in a place where I didn't really want to be, and it took continued i mean god saw my heart he knew i wanted to be there i just didn't know how to get there and it continued to be truth truth upon truth that finally got me out of that he continued to come after me and and through his grace i accepted you know his invitation so jimmy anything come to mind yeah actually when you asked the question i had one immediately come to mind and it was when i was doing chaplaincy training and uh, we were pretty intense in that and I was talking about how, you know, I was beating up on myself. I said, well, you know, I need to study the Bible more and I need to pray more and, you know, poor pitiful me. And one of the guys that was, and he he was there as a leader, but he just came and went and I didn't care much for him. He said, you know what? You're arrogant. Now, anybody knows me, that's going to be a button because that's the one thing I don't want to be seen as. And so I went immediately from this humble, whiny uh, poser to ready to rip this guy's head off. Mm -hmm. And I did avoid that. But my response was, what do you mean by that? And it was a challenge. He said, well, you know, you're sitting there talking about all these things and God has forgiven you of the things you're not doing right and and I said, yeah. I said, well, how come you can't forgive yourself? Do you know better than God? Mm-hmm. And that was a life changer. Yeah. And thank you. I don't even remember your name, but <laughs> if you're out there listening. But that was, you know, over 20 years ago, or right at 20 years ago. And that was a significant moment. And I was accused of being the one thing I would hate to be accused of being. And now I've seen it in myself multiple times since then. <laughs> but, well, thank you. For me, the one that 
just kind of came to mind as we were sitting here was uh, one of the first boot camps. You know, I was uh, um, doing the wound talk, you know, and, and with my particular wound set, it was something that happened to me as a child that I had said would never, no one would ever know about. It was molestation issues and things. And, you know, God over time helped me through the healing and helped me through some of that. And so I was going in to do, it was either my first or second boot camp. Um, it was at, uh, um, oh. The Baptist camp. Caraway. Caraway, yeah. Yeah, Camp Caraway. And uh, I remember halfway through the talk, all of a sudden getting this feeling like I'm blowing it. You know, really bad. We had some technical issues and some other things. And it was all I could do to get through the talk. You know, I don't even remember the second half of it. You know, hardly at all. I didn't at the time. And as soon as the talk was over, I made it out the door and just took off out in the woods. And I mean, lost it, you know, completely lost it was, you know, just crying and just telling God, I was sorry. I let him down, you know, all these things. And, uh, when I finally was out there and was kind of cried out, I came walking back up and I don't know how many people stopped me along the way. I, yeah, it was, the, this guy stopped me, a friend Andy, you know, stopped me and shared how much, you know, the story meant to him. And this next person stopped me, and this next person stopped me. And by the time I got back up to the, the cabin where all the team was, you know, I was in a, a lot better place, you know. And, and by the end of that night, it had happened so frequently, you know, and I remember just sitting there kind of laughing a little bit and saying, okay, God, thank you. You love me. You won't let me stay there. You won't let me believe that lie. You won't let me live in it. You know, um, in, in the first couple times it happened, I just kind of discounted it, you know, and, and then he, it was just, it happened so much. It was like, okay, God, I get it. Even me, I'm thick enough. <laughs> I'm thick enough that I'm going to get it. Um, I'm not sure if we have enough time to get our, our next clip in. We don't. It's uh, It was from... Um, Gladiator. Uh, Gladiator, thank you. How can I remember that? But, you know, it's where Maximus, you know, goes off at the end and says... You know, who he is. And what that is, is that's a whole lifetime of things going good, things going bad, walking along the way and learning. And that's what happens is God takes us through these times, these ups and down times in our lives. And as we walk with him, if we will walk with him, he will help us find the truth of who we really are. And we'll get to see ourselves more clearly. Maybe it's the way others see us, but definitely he'll show us the way that he sees us. And at the end of the day, that's really what matters because that's who we are. And it's much better than what we tell ourselves. This week, take some time to spend with him. Let him love on you, but also ask him, God, how do you see me? And let's listen to what he has to say. And I promise you it'll be something good. Talk to you next week.